Good morning, friends. Today is Monday, the 1st of February, 2021. Today we commemorate Bridget of Kildare. Our readings are Psalms 56 and 57, Isaiah 51, 17 through 23, Galatians 4, 1 through 11, and the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, verses 24 through 37. I might, if I'm able, record a bonus podcast this evening for the eve of the presentation, which is tomorrow. From the rising of the sun to its setting, my name shall be great among the nations, and in every place incense shall be offered to my name, and a pure offering, for my name shall be great among the nations, says the God of hosts. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation, and so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence, and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us. Through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. God has shown forth their glory. Come, let us worship.
Psalm 56 Be gracious to me, O God, for people trample on me. All day long foes oppress me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many fight against me. O Most High, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust, I am not afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they seek to injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife, they lurk, they watch my steps as they hope to have my life. So repay them for their crime. In wrath cut down, cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings. Put my tears in your bottle. Are they not in your record? Then my enemies will retreat in the day when I call. This I know. That God is for me. In God whose word I praise. In God whose word I praise. In God I trust. I am not afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? My vows to you I must perform, O God. I will render thank offerings to you. For you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, so that I may walk before God in the light of life. Psalm 57 Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me. For in you my soul takes refuge. In the shadow of your wings I will take refuge, until, until the destroying storms pass by. I cry to God Most High, to God who fulfills God's purpose for me. God will send from heaven and save me. God will put to shame those who trample on me. God will send forth God's steadfast love and God's faithfulness. I lie down among lions that greedily devour human prey. Their teeth are spears and arrows, their tongues sharp swords. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. They set a net for my steps. My soul was bowed down. They dug a pit in my path, but they have fallen into it themselves. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody. Awake, my soul. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O God, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is as high as the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens. Let your glory be over all the earth. Praise to the undivided, holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah. Rouse yourself. Rouse yourself. Stand up, O Jerusalem. You who have drunk at the hand of God, the cup of God's wrath, who have drunk to the dregs the bowl of staggering. There is no one to guide her. 
among all the children she has borne. There is no one to take her by the hand among all the children she has brought up. These two things have befallen you. Who will grieve with you? Devastation and destruction, famine and sword. Who will comfort you? Your children have fainted. They lie at the head of every street like an antelope in a net. They are full of the wrath of God, the rebuke of your God. Therefore hear this, you who are wounded, who are drunk but not with wine. Thus says your sovereign, God, your God who pleads the cause of God's people. See, I have taken from your hand the cup of staggering. You shall drink no more from the bowl of my wrath and I will put it into the hand of your tormentors, who have said to you, bow down, that me, bow down that we may walk on you. And you have made your back like the ground and like the street for them to walk on. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle C, the Song of Hannah. My heart exalts in you, O God. My triumph song is lifted in you. My mouth derides my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like you, nor any rock to be compared to you, our God. Do not heap up prideful words or speak in arrogance. Only God is knowing and weighs all actions. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the weak are clothed in strength. Those once full now labor for bread. Those who hungered now are well fed. The childless woman has borne sevenfold, while the mother of many is forlorn. God destroys and brings to life, casts down and raises up, gives wealth or takes it away, humbles and dignifies. God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap to make them sit with the rulers and inherit a place of honor. For the pillars of the earth are God's, on which the whole earth is founded. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Galatians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. My point is this. Heirs, as long as they are minors, are no better than slaves, though they are the owners of all the property. But they remain under guardians and trustees until the date set by the parent. So with us, while we were minors, we were enslaved to the elemental spirits of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent their incarnate, born of a woman, born under the law, in order to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as children. And because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his holy incarnate into our hearts, crying, Abba, parent. So you are no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. Formerly, you did not know God. You were enslaved to beings that by nature are not gods. Now, however, that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and beggarly elemental spirits? How can you want to be enslaved to them again? 
You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid that my work for you may have been wasted. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle Q, A Song of Christ's Goodness Jesus, as a mother, you gather your people to you. You are gentle with us as a mother with her children. Often you weep over our sins and our pride. Tenderly you draw us from hatred and judgment. You comfort us in sorrow and bind up our wounds. In sickness you nurse us and with pure milk you feed us. Jesus, by your dying we are born to new life. By your anguish and labor we come forth in joy. Despair turns to hope through your sweet goodness. Through your gentleness we find comfort in fear. Your warmth gives life to the dead. Your touch makes sinners righteous. Sovereign Jesus, in your mercy, heal us. In your love and tenderness, remake us. In your compassion, bring grace and forgiveness. For the beauty of heaven, may your love prepare us. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. From there Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him. And she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, let the children be fed first. For it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Then Jesus returned from the region of Tyre, and went by way of Sidon toward the Sea of Galilee, in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hands on him. Jesus took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephaphtia, that is, be opened. And immediately the deaf man's ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one. But the more Jesus ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, Jesus has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let us affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. 
We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. Let me confess something. I am not always particularly stirred by our scripture readings. And today I find myself not only uninspired, but also very inquisitive. And I'm thankful for... <clears throat> inquisitive is not the right word, because I don't even feel like I have the energy to be inquisitive. More like um, confused or frustrated, I'm not sure. But thank goodness that um, my faith tradition encourages questioning and seeking and searching for this moment's message from the Holy Spirit within context connected to my inner self, the greater community, etc. It's particularly interesting here that we have some admonitions to folks for following old traditions, that we have Jesus talking to a woman like she's not worthy because she's an outsider. Juxtaposed with today being St. Bridget's Day, who founded her nunnery on a site <clears throat> dedicated to a pagan goddess and maintained the sacred fire. And meaning that the be as best as I understand it, and please do message me or correct me if I'm wrong, the site upon which British Bridget founded her nunnery, which was Kildare, a place whose name meant Church of the Oak, I'm reading now from a cloud, great cloud of witnesses. There was a pagan, a cult of a pagan goddess there, um, honored by like an eternal flame that the followers kept burning all the time. And I believe that Bridget and her followers kept the flame burning. Um, I think so. I think they kept the fire shrine. I could be wrong. And then also then Bridget invites in the monks. And so I, hers was one of the only, if not the only Okay. It was the only one known in Ireland, double monastery of men and women. So we have this saint that not only honors the other, I shouldn't say honors, but not only let's go with honor since I can't think of a better word right now, but other faith traditions, but also welcomes in others. There's no territorialism here. And I, I think that sometimes 
we as Christians are extremely fearful of the other. And maybe that's why Jesus said what he said to the woman. You know, we aren't told who was around at the time, but we can assume it was a large crowd because there was always a large crowd around Jesus, right? Or it feels that. Perhaps not a large crowd, but Jesus rarely went anywhere without gaining notice. And we're already told that in the gospel, that lying low just wasn't an option, even even though at this at this point, at this particular moment that this story is being told, he wanted to. Forgive me if I sound a little convoluted today, guys. I'm verbally processing and working it out as I say it to you. Um, I wish that I had time to have a well-prepared and researched sermon for you every morning, but I just don't. Instead, you have... Um, whatever this is, the verbal processing prayers, maybe we shall call them. But anyway, um, maybe that's why Jesus said that. Obviously, Jesus doesn't say things for himself, right? He says things for the audience. So maybe that's why he was calling her out as other and then healing, fulfilling her healing request for her daughter anyway, to show to his followers that healing reaches beyond the ring of the quote-unquote insiders. And I think this is something that, that Bridget was so good at, um, was reaching out. She was so much a part of the community and welcomed all who came to her. And she's said to have done healing acts of her own. And... I'm treading, I know, on on some tender ground here, but I don't think we need to throw, I don't think we need to be afraid of is probably the, the better way of saying it. I don't think we need to be afraid of other, other traditions. Often Christianity has woven in the faith traditions of those who have come before. I mean, the liturgic calendar and um, the seasonal worship of pagans and places before us have definitely meshed together, you know. And I think... I think that God is timeless, right? And we're told many places in the Bible that Christ's coming didn't mean that everything that came before was wrong, but rather that it was synthesized in Christ, that Christ is the word incarnate overcame isn't the right word. Maybe, forgive me for my struggling with language this morning maybe subsumed the law and and the orders previously. And I think that, as always, the way of discernment is the way to go. And I think that in recognizing nature is holy. 
I don't believe there is anything sacrilegious in that. Um, I think, as we've said before, that that Christ is present in all of creation. Christ was there when creation was made. It's not as though everything that came before that point that we designate in our human timeline as the birth of Christ is no good. And I think too that that sometimes language and labels get in the way. You know, my son and I were talking this weekend while we were on a hike in the woods about elements and how um, the basic elements of earth, fire, air, and water as, as other traditions have them, there is a I think when we encounter the elements, we, we, we do encounter thin places. I mean, think about going out and walking over the earth, not, not a paved or covered over earth, but the earth in the fresh air, not the indoor systems air, but the, you know, we were out walking in the snow. I'm like, mm, you know, I'm breathing in through my nose. Can't you just smell that? And I, <laughs> it might sound a little silly, but I think you can. I think you can smell the snow, the freshness and the crispness and the crispness and the cleanness of the air. And so anyway, all of this to say that I think there are ancient places that we encounter God that we've been eschewing as Christians, that we've been limiting our encounters with God to traditional church contexts. And I think Bridget and many of our Celtic forebears understood the deepness and richness of the Holy Spirit in creation maybe a little bit better than we did. Maybe we've gotten a little bit far from that. And so I think we have to be careful as always with literalism in the Bible. You know, I think what the Galatians are being warned about is not that one should not observe seasons, but that they were marking the rhythm of their lives by a different calendar than that of of God. Um, some commentators say that they were still observing the Jewish festivals and practices, which in of itself, I don't think is is the criticism, but they were not then becoming part of of the new church they were um they were very much still entrenched in 
their previous practices. And I think that there's a message for us in that there that, you know, in this time of winter and transformation, and especially as we, as we near to Lent, you know, when things are a little quieter, a little more introspective during the pandemic and solitude, especially that we should be looking for these new ways of being with encountering and acting upon the expressions of God's love that do honor where we've come from and also are something entirely new. And the entirely new of Jesus Christ is comprehensive. It's holistic. It has a synergy with the rhythm of creation and the song of our souls and the music of heaven. All of these things come together in Christ. It is not as though we can define Christ by the negative. Christ is not. Jewish ritual or pagan that's we don't define by the negatives Christ is all things Christ was here at the beginning of creation Christ is everything coming together and so I think when we try to make Christ an insider and we spend our energy trying to get into that inner circle I think we miss out because Christ is not exclusionary. Christ is the deepest sort of welcoming and breathing together. And so I guess that's my prayer for us in this cold and lonely winter season. Parenthetically, I am extremely grateful for the first real snow that we've experienced where where I live, I really had missed it. Um, winter is my son's favorite season and it just doesn't feel like winter without the snow. But at any rate, in this season, may Christ work a synergy in us to bring together, to redeem in the highest form, meaning like to take all of the goodness, all of the learning, all of the blessing from everywhere that we have been and bring it together and help us to move forward. I think we need that as a nation. I know I need that as a person and perhaps you need it too. Amen. God be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Our creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Let us use the prayers found beginning on page 66 
in the Iona Abbey worship book is our prayers of gratitude and concern today. God, we are thankful for the earth you have given us, for the communities that you have placed us in. We have great concern for the health of the earth, our communities, and ourselves. We ask God for your healing, for your wholeness, for your integration. God, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray particularly for the new growth in the realm of social justice, equality, and wholeness for our communities and for all the world. Walk with us today, O God, and keep us on your way. God, in whose heart is love and justice, show us this day whom we must love and what we should challenge or change in order that your will for the earth might be done. Increase our hope, dispel our apathy, inspire our imagination, and deepen our commitment until we become the signs of your sovereignty for which we and others pray. Amen. A Collect for St. Bridget. O God, by whose grace your servant Bridget, kindled with the flame of your love, became a burning and a shining light in your church, grant that we also may be aflame with the spirit of love and discipline, and walk before you as children of light, through Jesus Christ our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. As our prayer for mission, the prayer attributed to St. Francis, God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Now let us in sacred silence lift up, encircle, and hold in the light those whom the Spirit has placed upon our hearts for prayer.
Amen. Let us say together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen.